You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. to grind the hardcore podcast i'm patrick i'm bob and i am tom and i no longer have a pop filter on this microphone so i think and I you can tell away. yeah and why do you decide to do that uh well i travel and things just oh, get yep. things things get lost in the mix uh everyone you're doing good good enough you Let's like do that. some ad reads. You, you like Thank that I just you you like I just addressed you like there were, I was talking to a room of twenty five people instead of two. Yeah, uh, coach, you're gonna hand out orange slices. <laughs> you're doing <laughs> good. All right, everybody, doing good. All right, feeling good. We're gonna get practice started today. Uh, let's thank everybody on the team, but most importantly, Run for Cover Records. Mm. Ah, no mm. pop filter needed. Most importantly, Convulse Records. Mm. Wind windscreen uh, not necessary. Most importantly, to live a lie. Don't even need a mic stand. And most importantly, closed casket activities. Uh, no no uh, ring light here. Mm. Let's start with the, the, uh, the no ring light for closed casket activities. We're going to go to closedcasketactivities.com. Yo, uh, we're not going to make this a long one, but we're going to say this. Closed casket activities delivers. Full stop. I want to go through their last grip of releases. Okay. Start with Dead Body the Requiem. Death metal-ish stuff from the Youngs, right? Like yep. dudes killing it, heavy stuff, dirty, gnarly. Fleshwater. We're not here to be loved. Low key. Low key. Everybody's favorite band's favorite band. This band is killing it. Matters a lot. I went on, I was like, oh, we should talk about this record more. We haven't talked about this record enough. We haven't talked about this band enough, blah, blah, blah. And I go, oh, the goddamn vinyls sold out for a while, waiting for the repress. Damn. Then I went and looked at the Spotify listen numbers. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> enough said. Scalp, Black Tar. Uh, one maybe people are sleeping on. NorCal, Bay Area, dark, grimy stuff. Judiciary... F- Flesh and Blood. Tom, we talked about this before. Not slept on. A band a lot of people like, but still maybe could deserve even more because they are just doing their thing. Yeah, and the record rips. The record's fantastic. Full of Hell and Primitive Man, Suffocating Hallucination. I, I just like uh, Full of Hell has been dominating their very odd corner of ugly music for a long time. And it seems like the partnership with Close Casket is only enhancing that. Vamachara, no rose on my grave. What'd you got to say? SoCal, uh, that uh, hard stuff. So, do you know what Vama, Vama, first, I just listened to the pronunciation. It's a Vedic word. So, it's Vamacharda is, is actually closer to, the, to how you would say it. But I doubt we're going to get anybody to say it that way. Uh, any idea what it is? No. What do you mean? The word? No. Please yep. enlighten. It's uh, 
uh, it's essentially kind of uh, 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 her- heretical. Uh, it means left hand path in uh, mm. in Sanskrit, uh, or it, it is. Uh, I guess it means uh, an unorthodox uh, and uh, borderline heretical type of uh, spiritual practice uh, that involves maybe animal sacrifice. Hell yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, no. Here we go. Here we go. So, Vama, <laughs> Vama means pleasant, lovable, and agreeable. Uh, and then, mm. so this is the invert. <laughs> <laughs> See, you had me at Sanskrit, and uh, uh, then then you started losing me because I think this is where your you, your humanities department diverges from mine. I'm over here as the English major, religious studies is down the hall, and I'm like, oh man, those guys, <laughs> Jesus Christ. V- um, v- Vama, there's a there's like a look. there's a hard. I think it should be Vamakara, yeah, which actually sounds cool. But you're saying there's like a Vama, there's Karta, there, like yeah, a, a, there's like a TD in there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's an odd <laughs> one. Say it like it, like, uh, like it was intended. But uh, mm. you know, this is how ignorant I am. These are Southern Cal, this is Southern California dudes, right? So, oh, I was, yeah. oh yeah. So I was like, I was like, oh, that's got to be Spanish, right? <laughs> it didn't even occur to me that it's like, oh, that, that, there are other languages in the world. <laughs> we need that. We need that sad trombone uh, yeah. drop right here. I assume it was Spanish too, if we're being honest. Yeah, I'm going to back that on that. Three of three. Come on. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> um, God is war. We talked about this one. Noise. Y- 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 y'all, like, if you haven't heard this stuff and you're curious, there it is. Right. It's, it's a good place to start. And then Sorry, Incendiary's new record, Change the Way You Think About Pain. Uh, enough said. Like, but there you go. please shout out Close Casket Activities. Shout out all the stuff they're doing. Stay up on their catalog. Stay up on their stuff. Because, by the way, just went through those eight releases. Very diverse group. Very diverse. And that's not something. Nice cross-section of heavy music. Yeah. Like, you could you could stick with just this as your hey, I'm just going to follow what Close Casket's doing as my window in heavy music. You're not going to catch everything, but you're going to catch a lot of flavor here, and that's really cool. So CloseCasketActivities.com, check it out. Let's head on down the road, 95. Go to North Carolina. Go to To Live a Lie, ToLiveAlie.com. Click on that web store link. We usually like to go with the fast stuff when we talk about To Live a Lie. And today is no different. Tom, take us to a place. <laughs> I was a tur- that was a turn. I was a Ric yeah. Flair heel. T- heel, t- uh, heel I had turn. to go heel. I had to go heel. Go. <laughs> a band that we talked about before in the past that are great and are really blowing up recently. Um, Esquela Grind. Um, Total I put out the the LP, the indo- indoctrination indoctrination LP. Um, it was split release with Armageddon label. Um, Esquela Grind is doing a bunch of touring in April and May. Um, interesting touring for for their, their style, which I think is cool, and they're putting in front of um, a lot of new people. So they're doing a, a run with um, Def Club and Greg Pucciato, which is the singer from Dillinger Escape Plan. Oh, it's right, like solo yeah. thing, which is kind of like it's like heavy rock from what I remember hearing. Like I know, I don't know if you ever saw that. Like he did a video, he did a song with Reba from Code Orange. Yeah, but it's like it's rock, it's K rock, like. So I think, but like, you know, so the folks that are coming out for that will, I think will be greatly impressed by Swell Grind because it's probably something that they've never seen before, which is always awesome and always seems to go over well at shows like that. 
And they're also doing a bunch of shows um, a little bit closer to home with mm. Acacia Strain and um, a band whose name is one of my favorite new band names. I have not heard a note, but the band's name is called Chained to the Bottom of the Ocean. <laughs> I like it. And I think that's a dope name. So yeah, so go to uh, go check out our our friends in Pillavalai and and pick up the Escuela Grind LP. So you're ready uh, for these shows. Oh yeah, tolivealie.com. Check them out. Big shout out, guys. How we doing? How we feeling? Uh, you know, a one, a one steak sauce. Had to talk to dog for a walk. He's good. Yeah, I did. early morning dog walk. I appreciate that, Patrick. Trying to get your business done. Um, Tom, you got a show coming up not too soon, but pretty soon, and. It's kind of right here, close to my heart. Why don't you tell us about some show that's happening here in New Jersey in just a couple of weeks? Sure. So we're, we're um, our gracious benefactor Greg um, is giving away two tickets. So there's two Jersey shows, and he's giving away a pair of tickets to both to either or both. I'm sorry. Um, so the first one is on April on Friday, April 28th at White Eagle Hall in Jersey City. So if you're the northern Jersey folks, people from Manhattan, people from Brooklyn that aren't afraid of the PATH train, you want to come to Jersey City, it, the show is Never Again, Dead Last, Age of Apocalypse, Anxious, Indecision, Gorilla Biscuits. Damn. And then, yeah, it's a good gig. It's a good concert. And then Saturday, April 29th, um, in at the Anchor Rock Club in Atlantic City, New Jersey. So for mm. those folks, you know. Like where Mike Trout is from, from the folks from Philly. Oh, Millville. Um, Millville. That's all I know. Um, I've been there many times. I love Millville. Weird place. <laughs> and hey, turned out the best baseball player ever. Um, so okay. in, at, at the Anchor Rock Club, which is like a new newer spot that they're doing shows down in Atlantic City. It looks pretty cool. Um, it's off the tracks. Good times. Gel. Painted black. Gorilla Biscuits. Mm. So pretty good gig, too. Pretty good. They did. They did well. Um, Wait, but Tom, I thought both these shows have been sold out for a long time. Funny you mentioned that, Bob. They have been sold out for a long time. Um, pretty much the weekend or two that they were announced. So this is a bit of a reminder. And you know, if you were like, "Oh crap, I didn't get a ticket. I wish I could get one." <gasps> Here's your chance <gasps> for either show. What? You email takedownevents.nj at gmail.com. That's our friend Greg. Wait, what's that email uh, again? It's takedown events NJ, like New Jersey, at gmail.com. Um, tell him that we sent you, and he'll put you on the list for either show, both shows, whatever you want to go. Whoa. And that's not everybody, but, you know, first handful, yeah. <laughs> everybody who wants it. If you want it, get your name in there. Um, shout out to Greg. Shout out to GB. Shout out to Indecision. Shout out to Gel. Shout out to Anxious. Shout out to all the bands who are playing. Really cool. Um, yo, uh, this whole thing made me think of a little story that Greg will remember. So this is our, our ode to Greg today. I believe it was 2007, second year of Sound and Fury. I don't remember what was going on. I was in New Jersey for a couple of weeks and, uh, I was at TDT screen printing where everybody should probably get their shirts printed. Uh, shout out to Jeff, shout out to Sayreville, shout out to South River, 08882. Um, and Greg was also, uh, he worked there at one point, and uh, Mongolites were getting shirts made, and I'm hanging out. And I don't remember what Greg did, but I think I was like, oh, this will be funny. So I posted on an 
early, I think it was on Twitter. It was like, yo, anybody who wants tickets to, to Sound and Fury, text this number and you'll get tickets. And it was Greg's phone number. And he got several hundred texts. <laughs> Enough that it was at a time when it was unlimited. So it was not unlimited. And he ended up having a little bit of a bill. So, so Greg, this is a bit of penance uh, to, to do a little extra pub for your thing, even though I think, uh, I think we're, we're even, Stephen, um, to pay for that cell phone bill from 2007. Everybody email takedownevents.nj at gmail.com. Get your free tickets. Uh, shout out. Uh, those shows should be really wild. I'm planning to go to the White Eagle Hall show. So should be fun. I know um, a guy will get you. Yeah, I, I, I got. I, got I think you'll be all right. You got a couple yeah. guys. Bobby Hurley helped me out on that one. That's it. Um, That's where you practice. Hell yeah! So, yo, um, Patrick, you're walking dog. What'd you do this weekend? Anything fun? Uh, just all family all weekend. Uh, went to public parks. Uh, mm. Stuff, stuff like that. S- stuff that is uh, domestic. Very, yeah, very, anything very fun? Domestic. Um, Let's see. Yesterday we, we rode a very small train. Mm, that's uh, fun. <laughs> yeah. Was it like a to- like a child's ride toy train? Like no, like uh, no no like so so. There's a park in in Perth now. Uh, there's a park called White Man Park, right? And, wow. Uh, yeah yeah. So so here's what's funny. Uh, Australia. Uh, history with uh, white fella, black fella. They, they, it's like there's all these terms that you're like coming into it. You're like, wait, I don't know. What's what are the rules? Is that a racist one and not a racist? I don't know, fucking know. But white white man park seemed a little suspect to me, right? Uh, right. I as it turns out, as it turns out, I, I was sitting there waiting for this this uh, little train, and I looked up the history. It's just because Mister Lou White Man uh, is the one that bequested it to the city. Uh, and Lou was the uh, son of a rich family who just collected uh, tractor equipment, and that was his uh, life. Uh, and, then right. he gave, and then he gave this uh, massive piece of land, which is really kind of like it's called sand country because uh, it's uh, it's sand um, uh, to uh, the city of Perth. And now, uh, we're sure it's not Whiteman. Uh, I mean, it, it might be, but I just it, trust me when I saw like, it, like is this like. Is it like Whitman samplers? Like, are we talking no, no, like no, the no, chocolate no, man? Not, like, no. certainly not Whitman. Uh, okay, uh, it's definitely so, white man. Well, Tom is probably like. Is right, it? Right. Do you have it? Yeah, it's like like man. you're saying it like this. You're you're saying white man park. Yeah, it's, it's well, more like Whit, Whitman. Read, Whitman. Listen, with Australia's history, when you read white man park, you know what yeah. I mean. Like, like it, it, it feels it, like white man park. I get it. Yeah, now, for our Australian listeners, this is 101, but for uh, I think a lot of our American listeners aren't clued in. It's on the other side of the world. Uh, probably know something went down, but uh, don't know the extent of it. Uh, you know, Aust- Australia, there's certain localities we're committing what you'd call atrocities <laughs> into the 1960s. You know what I mean? So, like, yes. it, it, it's uh, it, it, it's uh, you, you, if when I see Whiteman Park, I go, oh no, it's White Man Park. But yes, almost, almost certainly, Tom's correct. It's a man's last name. It's probably <laughs> Whiteman Park. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I, uh, uh, you know, I, I, you know what, Australia? I'm sorry. I, I assume the worst. So I, I should continue. I had quite a domestic uh, weekend as well. Uh, just capped it off with a nice hour and a half of playing basketball. The weather's turning. It's nice. Um, but but you asked a fun question, Tom, which was. 
was it fun? And domestic fun is absolutely fun. Family fun is fun. It's a different kind of fun. You kind of it's like um, it's like when you watch a like a, a PG movie, and you're like, yeah, that was good. It was really good. And it's like, wait, but there was like fighting and action and stuff. But it, it was PG, and you're like, yeah, it's like a blunted. Like it's still good. It was fun. It's just a different sure. type of fun. You had a you had a fun weekend, I think. Like an actual fun with a capital F fun weekend. Yes. Um, let us let us vicariously live through this. So I went to concerts. Mm. <clears throat> excuse me, three concerts. Mm. Um, Thursday night, I went to Manhattan to Irving Plaza um, to see Creeping Death, um, Sacred Reich, Municipal Waste, and um, Carcass. Hell yeah! What a show. Our say, buddy, Sacred, Sacred um, in 2023. Okay, dude, they were awesome. I've heard this. <laughs> I've heard they, like, this. Uh, so our buddies Adrian and Trey from Creeping Death. Shut up. We were talking about like wonderful dudes, great band. They opened. They were. It, they went on at 6:45, and the place was mobbed. Damn. On a Thursday, it was awesome. They were great. They killed it. Um, and then I, I there was uh, my buddy that worked at Irving was like. Sacred Reich looks really old. I go. <laughs> they are. So I go, dude, fair. I liked them when I was 15. Mm. I'm 47. Mm. They were at that. I liked their second record when I was 15. <laughs> <laughs> and they came out. Uh, Paddle enjoy that the singer is a vegetarian Buddhist. No, no shit. Okay. And yeah. the drummer is vegan. And that's why they can. Consul- and they fucking ripped. They were awesome. And super nice. He's from Brooklyn originally, so he's very happy to be home. Um, and then Musical Waste was like insane. Oh, yeah. I've seen them like a ton of times, but like this was just like fucking nuts. Like people were going apeshit. It was great. Um, and like a friend of mine was like, yeah, my buddy keeps telling me to like them. And I, I, I just never gave him a shot. And he like sat down next to me <clears throat> and like 25 minutes in, he's like, I think I have a new favorite band. Mm. Wow, Could, uh, Pat, Bob, have you ever seen them or like recently I, when they I, got like no, really big? No, I, I got to see them like on their upward trajectory when it was big already. So I know, I know that it's it's super. They're, fun. they're ultimately they are ultimate. It's it's the argument that we should talk about more is how important the live aspect of stuff is. I mean, I had I had multiple people tell me they're like, yeah, I like drug church but then i saw it live on this recent tour and it's like i'd seen them a few years ago it was good totally good band then i saw them live this tour and it was fun and i think fun is this different level it's uh, we got a theme here fun like fun live setting what who can you can be a hater and deny fun but fun live means it's gonna be fucking great that's a memory yeah and i think like we're watching them with somebody i'm like they're like this is what drain reminds me of i'm like yeah it's like a fucking blast. It's awesome. It's just fun. People are incredibly capable musicians, yep. and they're like having a good time. Like, really, nothing wrong with that. It's pretty great. Yeah, shut up. And Carcass was awesome. Um, they're also, I mean, they're in their like probably late fifties, early sixties because they were like, Christ. I did like a. If you want to like really go into like a wormhole, check out. Just go look up Napalm Death. Yeah, and like all like. 
oh, this guy was in Napalm Death for half a record and then oh, left yeah, and yeah. started fucking Cathedral. And then this guy was here. And then the guy that started, you know, Justin Broderick from fucking Godflesh. And it's like, yeah. what the? It's insane. Yeah. Um, but Man, they were yo, great. That's a, good, that's a good poster or print, the Napalm Death family tree. The family bands. tree. Like, oh, all of them are such really important cool. bands. Yeah. And, like, John Peel loving Napalm Death. Like, which I have a funny – I think I talked about this once before, and I'm gonna, I'll make it very brief. There's a hilarious carcass story. So they played um, uh, the Stone Pony in Asbury Park. Mm-hmm. So very famous uh, venue for folks that are not um, no, you know, aren't from the, the area. So, but the weird thing is the 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 backstage is not connected to the club. So yeah. you leave your backstage area. You have to walk outside yeah. <laughs> to walk in this door to get right to the stage fine during like regular weather not great during like inclement you know rain or snow or whatever so they play they go you know they leave their the their intro music starts playing they leave the backstage area someone doesn't hold the door for them the door locks behind the guy oh no so now it's like like all this fucking you know pomp and circumstance to lead them to the stage and they're not there because they're all of the band is locked outside <laughs> like pounding on the door, no one's hearing them because the intro's blasting. Right. So right. someone they finally realized they had to start the intro from from scratch and then let them in the door. <sighs> so yeah. Um so was, yeah, so was, if you play Asbury Park and that's Stone Pony, be ready, just in case. Um and that then show sounds wild. It was awesome. It was great. Like uh, just you know, I don't always go to death metal shows, so like going to that, and it's like it was like a thrashy death metal show. I thought it was fucking, it was it was awesome, it was cool. And and creeping death will be coming through again in I think June or July. Adrian said they're doing their own little headliner thing awesome. um, with Saint Peeler, so they'll be around. So check them out. And then Saturday, a uh, Friday, that was Thursday. I was Thursday's a new Friday. Apparently, is what I'm told. Um, Friday, I went to go see. Sugar milk, combust, glitterer, and and high vis, which is um, like again as we as we talked about the high vis shows. That was the uh, the bookend basically. Well, Philly was the next night, but basically yeah, Philly and, and the church. Yeah, yeah. They, they just finished up their tour, uh, which it sort of uh, seems like it was like they crushed the uh, eastern part of the U.S. with these shows. People, yeah, they got a, they got to Chicago. Um, but I mean, but if you look at some of the ad mats that some bands put out, they go, here's our East coast tour. And they include Chicago and Louisville. I go, that's, well, and that's why I said the Eastern half. I think if you say Eastern half of the, oh, Eastern half, Eastern. I'm sorry. Yeah, I missed yeah. that no, 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 it's okay. Um, but yeah, show was great. Um, it was like one of those things. I don't know if like, if you read like bands are like, yeah, you know, we start this tour and then like, you know, the momentum started and like, you know, by the end of the tour, we were, we were like headline or whatever, like, you know, like these bands that grow over the course of a tour. It's kind of like the vibe I got with High Viz. Like yeah. the St. Vita show was wild, but like the Meadow show was kind of like even more. That's crazy. Like they got bigger in the two weeks, the ensuing two weeks between St. Vitus and Meadows. It's the thing you said last week, and I think PK, we talked about the momentum of videos, right? Like, like people seeing it and going, oh, all right. Oh, that's an hour away. Well, I was on the fence. Now I just saw these banger videos. I got to go. Yeah, I mean, people go off like it's a fucking hardcore. Like, I mean, they are a hardcore band at heart, and and some of the, the older songs are a little bit more hardcore than the newer stuff. For sure, people go off fucking singing along, stage diving. It's a fucking great, great time. But they'll be playing, you know, double the size next time. Yeah, I don't. I, I that's think cool. That's a safe bet. Safe bet. Hey, Patrick. Yes. 
last time we talked about high vis, you Sam seemed kind of like in the middle. Where do you, do you hate high vis? <laughs> yes. So for the people that were asking, do I have a beef with high vis? No. Do you ask it? Do I have a beef with any of these bands? When I go, when I go, <coughs> oh yeah, I don't know. Gorilla Biscuits might not fill those fucking eight hundred caps. Do you go? Oh, does Patrick have a beef with fucking Gorilla Biscuits? <laughs> yes. No, everybody. <laughs> I have no. I want fucking high vis to succeed, and I have no. Literally, uh, listen, everybody. Uh, let me just talk about this real quick. I do a podcast, <laughs> which means that. I have to provide uh, something to talk about when we're talking about how much a band rips. It's 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 kind of somebody's job to say, uh, but do they rip enough? That's the fucking job, everybody. And as it turns out, uh, I'm weirdly more comfortable being a villain than than a lot of people are for whatever reason it's a bad personality trait but but uh so you can count on me to occasionally Stephen A Smith a thing and be like LeBron is he a bum you know what i mean and it's like <laughs> it's like yo obviously i was cooking and i want them to continue cooking good for them so no no beef hi viz is he a, a lebron is he a bum <laughs> Like that's what Steve- you dropped. You did drop two or three really good lines in that. The high viz is cooking. Can someone please get that on a goddamn sticker? I, I'm in my high viz is cooking. Right <laughs> <sighs> um. Well, that show, Tom. I got other uh, feedback. A lot, of, a lot of repeat visitors on the high viz uh, oh, yeah. show. So that's rad. And uh, a lot of people who I heard from who had missed the first one, but then it was like. Yep, gotta go when they come back around. So shout out to that show. Um, who else? Glitterer, Combust, and Sugar Milk, which is our Sugar buddy, Milk. my buddy Darren's band. Oh hell They're yeah! They're relatively new. Um, <laughs> kind I of like alternative. Com- oh, int- I like the name Sugar Milk. Uh, not that I really need to, to get into something like Sugar Milk as far as like a substance. Like no, no, no. Yeah, sounds you know, pretty right. I need in this milk yet? Yeah, I I know more sugar. Like brown sugar milk. Now you've got me. Now you've got my heart. Um, <laughs> I heard Combust did a pitch perfect uh, um, Cox Bar cover. Cox Bar cover, and that Andrew should sing more because he's he nailed the vocals. He really did. The band nailed it. And he nailed the vocals. And I talked to him afterwards. He's like, yeah. He's like, I kind of blew out my voice being in Combust. Like I could sing better. I was like, you actually hit the notes. It was like super impressive. Um, yeah, they were great. Um, yeah, it was, it was really a great show. I mean. As an old person, the show had to be over by 10. Mm. Love it. Yeah, no. High Viz was on like 9, 9 15. Everybody out the door at 10. It was. Whoa. Whoa. Love it. Sign me up every single time. And then yesterday, and then I'll finish my my tour, my weekend Mm. tour. Same block, actually, on Meadow Street. Hell yeah. I went to go see Rose Parade, Victory Garden, Koyo, and Silent Majority. Mm. Um, no short of it was probably like I think there was eight million people there. I think was the head count eight million, like eight, eight million-ish. and a half million. Okay, right. Yeah, um, I knew like seven million of them. Yeah, yeah. Most of the it was like literally everyone Island I knew was there. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It was like, oh, I haven't seen you in twenty years, or I saw you yesterday. Because <laughs> it was like young folks. Oh, it was great. It was wonderful. They played amazing. It was a really nice tribute to Rich. Um, 
Koyo was great. Got a big reaction. Victory Garden was cool. They had um, so Victory Garden of the two Smith brothers mm. from Rule Them All and Backtrack and King Nine and um, um, I'm the Avalanche. Uh, Chris and Danny, they had Michael come out who, from Pain of Truth and Hangman, and they did um, the LSS by Neglect. Oh, right, right. Uh, I don't know that song. Like, they play all fucking six and a half minutes of it. They did, and and people moshed the entire time. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, if we came into a Neglect assance, I would be the ha- it would Haven't be we? Haven't hasn't this been one? Like you know, you I could make like the argument. I think it has been a little bit. Yeah, you could make the yeah. argument. Because they had the singer come back and sing on the Hangman record. Yep, that's true. And I think that kind of prop like hyped them up to a younger, you know, bunch of so, folks. But so er- Eric and I share a YouTube, right? Because uh, that's not weird it, at all. Dog, was- dog, that was like like fifteen years ago. We would have been crushing you. Listen, right the it, here's the thing. I. I signed into my YouTube on the television in the home that we shared, and right, now I, right, and now right. I and have moved it. out, and, okay. and and you guys and, broke up, and then <laughs> yeah, now so he's he's I'll look at my recently watched videos, looking for something in YouTube, be like, oh, I didn't finish that video, and I'll look through my recently watched, and it'll all just be like neglect live at. <laughs> Got <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Long, Long Island venues from from twenty five years ago. <laughs> But it's uh, a lot of neglect. Uh, also, a lot of twenty-five to life. When Eric gets in a twenty-five to life jag, he does not stop. <laughs> Do we have to like send a, a wellness check on, that, on him? Yeah, maybe. We're getting there. We're getting there, Eric. This is like this a public wellness uh, a plea. Just stay off. Stay off nineties uh, Long yeah, Island. Nineteen ninety-four darkness. Not great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know you were probably like seven. So uh, no, he couldn't have been that old. No. Let's see. In 1994, Eric Wilson was likely three. How old is he? Thirty? Yeah, yeah. I want to say. I say. I want to say he was two or three. Yeah. Yep. Good. Good. He's still in California. He's oh, oh, he's in California. He's uh, he's this other California now. In your place with with Evan. That's right. Wow. Currently between jobs and uh, becoming stranger by the day. Yeah, it's not good. He's uh, he's on that Jack Nicholson like. Uh, yeah. No, no job makes Eric a very they wily get a boy. Of yeah. yeah, yeah. Shout out to you work Evan in TV. Shout look for Eric Wilson's. Give him a job. Yeah, yeah. If you work in TV, we have a very reliable LA. Uh, Los Angelino who will uh, do whatever you need to get done. He's a very and make you laugh while he does it. That's right, uh, Evan and Cosmic Joke uh, playing shows, and I I rep that. I like I like the Cosmic Joke thing. Um, yeah, songs gonna, are good. Yeah, they really are. Um, we we're going to talk about something. We we're going to talk about. Okay, we talked about High Viz and Patrick's beef with them. Yeah, it's right. Ongoing. He's trying to squash it. Well, I got yeah. go to the UK now. I got beef with everybody. I know you got <laughs> that dude's a kickboxer. He'll knock your neck off. Oh, yeah, see, I don't need that. Yeah, he's got he's got rugby players, uh, soccer players. He's got all the hooligans. Um, we talked last week a little bit about the bands of the moment. We didn't hit all of them. Uh, actually, Tom, you were talking about those shows. Shout out to the Silent Majority show. It looked really crazy. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, shout out to the band Poison Ruin, who's been getting a lot of talk. Their show was next door to that. I think both shows were very well attended. One had very well. More, yeah. One had slightly more black T-shirts at it than the other. Mm. Um, but I keep hearing good things about that LP that just came out, I think, on Relapse, and i got to check it out. Um, what is missing from Hardcore 2023 right now? Ooh. What is missing? 
Like what? Like all right. So let me acknowledge the thing. There is no late '80s straight edge youth crew, quote unquote, style hardcore right now. Um, we could say the reason for it is I think the energy is just in a different place. So uh, a lot of the folks who are doing who would do that kind of stuff just don't seem like they're doing it. It's it's interesting. So we need some very very <laughs> aspirational. Uh, nineteen to twenty-three year olds with strong calves and good jumps. Oh yeah, to uh, to make that shit glow again. But otherwise, <laughs> is there anything that's missing? You know, I think melodic hardcore is missing. Interesting. You think? Because I think should... melodic hardcore has been go- has gone like the drug church fiddlehead route. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, I think I think that's so. So, for example, one step closer. One step closer. The first one step closer, twelve inch, melodic hardcore through and through. But even their first LP and then the most recent twelve inch EP, definitely playing with a lot more. And Tom, we might. I, I think you're right. I think it's just going to a different place. I think it's going more towards the adjacent thing, or the sound of melodic hardcore has migrated so far that it's just not recognizable as the thing that the three of us, all three of us, when we say melodic hardcore. There might be different shades of it, but we're all kind of in the same ballpark. Right? Is that no? Is that what No Pressure and Koyo are? Koyo's close, but I mean, if I'm being like honest, comparatively, I think, both, I think both of them would feel comfortable uh, saying like they're more in that pop punk hardcore hybrid zone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't think melodic hardcore. When I think of Set Your Goals, the band, I think kind of in the pop punk. A lot of pop punk slash hardcore hybrid, um, and and that's kind of a good question too. Like, is that if someone called "Set Your Goals" melodic hardcore? I guess that's not wrong. No, that's no. right. No, and sense. and and for and for a certain generation, that might be truly what they just what what they, they go to think of. Yeah, right. They're not thinking about Turning Point. They're thinking about no. or yeah. GB right. or whatever. Like, yeah, like Patrick for that for that generation, like that like mid aughts thing. If I said. What is a band that is close to the center of melodic hardcore by your definition? Sinking ships or set your goals? Oh, I mean, are you? You're not asking me. You're asking the average. The average. No, no, I'm asking you. I'm asking you actually because I think it's interesting. Oh, I mean, wonder where your center point is on that. For me personally, it's sinking ships, but I would say that set your goals is probably more emblematic of the moment. And well, they were bigger for sure. I think. I think, but that's. It's interesting, right? Like, okay, go into this. This is we're forensic filing this, Tom, mm-hmm. a little bit. I think this is good. We've talked about it a little bit, but I realized the other day we've done well over three hundred plus episodes when we count in Patreon. So sometimes things gotta gotta come back into the the, the conversation. Is title fight melodic hardcore? The the I would say the the first like comp is. Like the maybe last time you forget LP. stuff, yeah, yeah, maybe that first LP, but then they get like, like very, very slow, and I wouldn't say they're melodic hardcore. They probably think, I mean, they probably would consider themselves, but like to my ear, it doesn't sound like it. Patrick, um, and I asked this, and you can hold your thought for one second because if we're to say set your goals was more in say two thousand six, right? was more the uh, Mendoza line for definition of melodic hardcore. Mm-hmm. 
then the jump to say title fight, melodic hardcore, not far. Do I think there's a flyer out there that says title fight, melodic hardcore, maybe oh, melodic hardcore yeah, slash yeah. pop punk? Yeah, yeah, a bunch. Um, so then here's my question. <laughs> Was Touche, could you call Touche Amore uh, melodic hardcore? Oh, yes, certainly, yes. Which then you have kind of that whole realm of things. Would either of you call, okay, like, um, so Touche and then the Wave, Defeater, Melodic Hardcore? Yes. Yeah. Very different sound than Title Fight or Set Your Goals or even Sinking Ships. Um, is Modern Life is War Melodic Hardcore? Yes. Yep. Bane Melodic Hardcore? Uh, no. I, technically, yes, but no. That's okay. That's So that's an interesting line right there because to me... I would say so. Defeater, Modern Life is War, Bane are three shades of uh, of grays. You know, by the way, if you've ever done paint for houses, like uh, when we moved into my house right now that we we've been in for like six years now, we were trying. We were just like we're just gonna paint the walls white. You both have been here. It's just white, right? Just white walls. Yep. Yo, that it's not actually white. It's called distant gray. And I'm like, there's nothing gray about these walls. But when we're doing whites. Amanda noted that our cabinetry was all white. And she's like, if we get a white that's too bright, it'll make the cabinets look dingy. And I'm like, oh, I, these things file under things I don't think I would have ever thought about. Mm. Um, but she did. And it, it was, she was right. We, we did some like splotch samples and blah, blah, blah. So this is to me, my way of saying Bane, Modern Life is War, Defeater are three shades of gray. I would call Defeater Melodic Hardcore. Modern Life is War, I'm in the middle of. I don't know if I would or wouldn't. I, I hear both sides. And Bane, I kind of wouldn't. But then if you listen to it, like certainly their more epic songs are pretty melodic. So um, so by those, that's an interesting gradient. I, I'm glad that it seems like we all kind of fell in different places. Patrick, you're saying Bane, yes, Melodic Hardcore. Technically, it is, yeah. Right, right. So, anyways, interesting. All right, so we're kind of pointing at some things. In If you go to what Melodic Hardcore is, uh, the Northwest and Singing Ships is one of these bands. There were other bands. Blue Monday. Certainly, Champion had elements of it. Comeback Kid is not... I, I, they're Central Canada, but they're also kind of Northwest, you know? Um, so do people at some points. Yeah, Blue Monday, Go It Alone, kind of slightly different bend on their version, um, and a few others. Uh, uh, you know who's the most was. melodic hardcore band that we're ignoring? Go for it. Shy Lude. Oh, yeah. Right, and a different, a different strain. Metalcore, probably. I would, but then there's the strain of melodic, like metalcore that also butts up into melodic stuff. Like, I've heard people say Killing the Dream, melodic version, like kind of in that... Shy Halud vein of it, kind of, you know, a little, not quite exactly, but in that vein of it. Um, so, and I mean, right, like somebody would call, somebody is out there calling counterparts melodic hardcore, right? If melodic hardcore, as was kind of being done in the Northwest, in the mid-aughts, betrayed another example, right? That might be the last bastion of melodic hardcore as a scene that I would kind of define a lot of the bands that were doing stuff on rivalry, which isn't just the Northwest, but after that, 
I think melodic hardcore is a thing unravels kind of unspools into these different threads and one goes towards the touche defeater the wave kind of thing one goes towards title fight uh run for cover kind of thing and then there's a few others certainly the more metal core leaning stuff goes that way etc um which is to say that those things continue to grow and became their own branches but the thing that we would cite I, I i tend to agree i don't think there's there's bands doing a lot of hardcore in different little subsects praise i think is a great example of a band who's doing a really sure. unique thing which is this <sighs> what if seven seconds were from dc and maybe didn't veer off path in the way they did but did some different stuff um i really like that leave it all behind praise record the new rev record has a different style of melody that i think is fun and it kind of nothing else is like it if if you're somebody who loved give and the give records i think you should really be checking out the praise record that rev just did just because it's kind of got a similar unique feel to it um but yeah i I don't know pat do you have since tom said he says melodic hardcore is missing do you have any melodic hardcore bands that are out there oh uh well, uh, I'm going to give a shout out to a band that probably falls under the rubric uh, and doesn't get talked about because I think that they, and correct me if I'm wrong, I just think that they weren't touring a ton out, out the gate and then maybe don't tour at all anymore. Maybe uh, I'm talking about Millspec. And, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mil, uh, the reason that there are always top of my mind when we talk about this stuff is because one of our friends is a podcast. He cannot stop talking about this record from a couple of years ago, which he thinks is just peak melodic hardcore. Uh, and, uh, we were talking to, they came up in the green room, uh, on the tour I was just on. And it's, uh, a band that other musicians just respect, uh, other hardcore musicians just think are doing an interesting, good thing that, uh, perhaps doesn't get talked about enough because they're not doing, uh, you know, their, their, their placement on big festivals or their touring or what, whatever it is, is just, uh, not, not big enough. So, uh, maybe they'd count, you know, um, absolutely. I'm trying to think of who else. And they did, they did do some, they, they recently, not that long ago, I think in the fall, they did some shows with military gone out West, but it's certainly not like a, uh, not a band that's touring super hard, but I think they try to get out there and do some stuff. So shout out to I just them. Shout it, out to Jacob. I, I just think, so uh, you want to get into some uh, slightly personal shit? Uh, the, so sometimes people will look at other bands and say, why aren't we getting that? Right? Uh, and... Sometimes you got it. This is not for Millspec. This is for Drug Church. <laughs> I think occasionally, right, right, right. Who I think occasionally need this fucking reminder, <laughs> which is, yo, uh, sometimes you end up in the band that has to work hard, and that's just what it is. And you should be, you should feel blessed because you know you want to hear the. <laughs> I got yelled at backstage. <laughs> at, uh, on on the last tour because I said I like to work 
and everybody, you know, we're talking about anxious who are, who are significantly young dudes, younger, yeah. Yeah, significantly younger than me. And they told me, yo, that's the most boomer perspective I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> but listen, uh, that's when, like, that's yeah. When old man Patrick talks, sometimes all they hear is boom, boom, boom. <laughs> but the thing is, I like to work, and and uh, I personally like being in a band that has to that I understand. Right? I understand uh, having to tour. That makes sense to me. Now, I've, I've always said on this podcast, kudos to the bands that that figure out how to do it their way. You know what I mean? That that's fine. That's cool. But for myself. Uh, you know, like when we were kids, it was kind of a, uh, okay, you, and Tom knows, Tom knows this from uh, his touring days. You could, there was no way to be really smart. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) It was was kind of like you just went out and you toured and people either liked you or you didn't, you either hit or you didn't. Now I'm not saying that that's ideal. I'm saying quite, quite the opposite, but it's, uh, that's all I understand. So, uh, yeah, this is not to uh, shit on Millspec or anybody else. It's just sometimes you end up as one of those bands that's that you're not you're you're not going to f- trip into the hype. You, you, you've you've just got to you got to tour, and that's it. And uh, if they don't want it, that's on them. N- no hard feelings here, <laughs> but but sometimes you just end up as that band. All right, so I, uh, okay, are we going three of three? Hardcore twenty twenty three is missing melodic hardcore. I mean, I have a different perspective. I because I could take or leave from a lot of hardcore. Uh, so so uh, no, and I mean, I, I look. I feel, um, yeah, I feel like this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I give really, un, not undue, I give due scrutiny to Melodic Hardcore, and I, I would say you're probably not far off from it. You got to be top of the pops for me to really love it. Mm. It's, it's got to have the right energy. I mean, if I'm being really honest... That's why I think in 2020, like, you know, there's no small amount of melody in what Turnstile is doing. There's no small amount of melody in what all of the adjacent bands are doing. And a lot of them do it with the highest level of energy that could be expected from a hardcore band. And that's why it's so, that's why it's so palpable because they're doing something that's tuneful, melodic, has all the components you want. And at the same time has the hardcore energy that, Many times, I'll be really honest. None of the bands we've mentioned here. I think a lot. Of, I think Mill Specs a very good live band, uh, but many times, a lot of hardcore bands lack that, like going for your throat level of high energy. Oh yeah, and so that's why I think sometimes that's going to get left on the cutting room floor as we continue moving forward. So, all right, PK, Tom threw one out. What do you got? You got anything else? Yeah, I'm going to hit you with the most old man. I want everybody to just dismiss this uh, uh, out of hand. Oh, it's fine. Oh, oh. Uh, There's not enough weirdos. Uh, and to our listeners that are younger, that are like, that are like, fuck you, old man. I'm plenty weird. No, no, no. Uh, check out uh, Brian from Neglect. <laughs> so, so here's the question. Oh, this is such a fun one. Brian from Neglect is a certain breed of weird. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't, don't let me say this first. Not only do I not know this man, I've never met him nor have I seen neglect. So so me speaking on this is not out of turn. But uh the the lore is enough to say, Oh, this is a very unique individual, uh, with no shade. That's cool. There are many examples of very unique individuals. Um I wonder about the weird um from the like Yo, know, this is just a weirdo who's into this, but despite how into it they are, they still completely stand out in a room. And I'm not talking about the way they dress per se, but I just mean they're just not. They're just not the. They're just any room they go into. They're just a weirdo. Um, All right, here's a question. Mm-hmm. You guys know this guy a thousand times more than I do. Eric Wilson. Yeah, he's we're, we're he's that kind. Of, no. Ian Shelton. Is Ian Shelton a fucking weirdo? I think no. he's a weirdo. No. Ian played high. And not in a bad way. I think he's no. like a good artistic weirdo. No, uh, I think he's very artistic. I think he's a super – I wouldn't call him a weirdo. I think he's super artistic. I think but I think he's, he's very like, creative. But no, I'm not saying that in a pedant- – No, in a, no, in I know you're not. Way. No, I know you're not. I know you're not. Like how we always like, oh, you know, fucking gel or like, you know, like oh. punks for the – punk music for the weirdos. Like that's fucking awesome. Punk that's what freaks, hardcore yeah, punk is. Right. Uh, yeah. well, okay. fucking weirdo. Here's what I'll say. Uh, actually, let's give Ian his due on being weird. Is Jamie just a weird? Yeah, yeah. I mean, no. I look, think, look, he's, look, very there, I think there, he's very. But but Tom, is it fair to say? So so I think you and Bob are saying the same thing, and and, and but coming from different angles. Is Jamie just a weird? No, he's a businessman. Is being a businessman weird for hardcore? Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> so right. Here's here's my thing. Jamie just is weird. Ian's weird. Uh, they're both uh, kind of. Uh, they they are natural band leaders as opposed to necessarily players. You know what I True. mean? Okay. And uh, in hardcore, that is uh, definitely a weird vibe. So, uh, and Ian has his own view of things that is, sets him apart from a lot of people. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Which I, I think, I mean, which is awesome. Like, it's not like you know, it's not like him. I, I mean that in the nicest way possible. No, I think that that's that can only I be taken as compliment. Pat, you're a fucking weirdo. No, I, 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 I like I'm making word. Stephen A. Smith references. I, I it, I'm talking about people that are profoundly odd that almost can't function. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like oh, oh yeah, Pat, you're, you're Pat, not Pat, that Pat, Pat. <laughs> well, Hold on, real quick. You do yeah. have reject a cubicle written on your fucking skin, and yeah, listen, by are the, are by, are by all metrics someone who works very odd jobs, and you currently live in Perth, Australia, and. Uh, occasionally go on weekends just so you can maintain your citizenship and uh, you do full-time tour but also have odd jobs that you work and do several podcasts that's that's a little bit of a weird life i mean compared to what you know what i mean compared compared to a dude who works in a cubicle yeah no doubt but but here here's my point is (laughs) it's uh no, I'm not way. trying to give you the weird crown. I think no, no, we should, I, you should, you should find it, hone in on it a bit more because I think, I think there's a base level of weird for most people, including the three people on this goddamn line. We're all a little bit weird. Uh, touched in a weird way. I want that noted. Touched in a weird way. Not physically, just in that way. Um, but we want the weirdest of the weird. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think this has been my complaint about the last few years in general. Is, is I think weird has been pounded down. There's not a ton of weird left out here, or at least not a ton of weird that that uh, uses their own name, right? Like there's there's anonymous uh, weird online, um, but there's there's uh, people that are kind of uh, odd in the arts 
uh, it's not really a thing anymore. And uh, I say uh, this, everybody, I say this as a guy who like, look, I'm not trying to take away anybody's because I'm sure that there's like a 24 year old listening to this going like, Hey man, fuck you. I'm, I'm, I'm weird. I'm an individual or whatever. I'm not trying to take anything away from you, brother. I'm just saying, uh, there used to be a type of fella involved in small room music, whether that was hardcore or whatever, who was a guy who, uh, Borderline non-functioning in, in normal day-to-day activities, but yeah, somehow like, found their way into this basement to shove the microphone in their mouth. Right. Uh, somebody that, you know, um, Sid Barrett style is going to be taken care of by their mom till they're dead. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's that type of shit. And well, like, I want to I connect because I think I, I have an interesting version of this because I was having a conversation with some friends today. We are talking about, one of them is involved in doing different things. And he's like, oh, yeah, Ska. And we we're like, oh, he's like, wait, is Ska, do you think Ska's really doing it? Is Ska, like, having a moment? And he's like, uh, Ska's definitely having a moment. <laughs> mm. um, and the conversation kind of turned, and it was basically like, yeah, you know, Ska's doing well because it's kind of the thing that, like, it just is unambiguously what it is, which is, for the most part, a music that's just trying to be fun, and is at this point self the AI is self aware to know like you know, no kid who likes ska is trying to be the coolest kid in the room. No yeah. one at the ska show can look particularly cool in the crowd. But that leaves it as this anti target. Like you can't like shitting on ska is like punching down in a real hard way because it's like what are you gonna make fun of about ska? Man, all those kids look like they're having fun those stupid horns it's like yeah they get it <laughs> you know what i mean it's like what are you gonna do um and that have is you seen that meme? go go the ska me i'm sorry no what what is it Ska's what plays in a 13 year old's head when he gets extra mozzarella sticks That's exactly oh, right. i love it uh, that and it's so right and like <laughs> i think i think it's also the the sound that a 19 year old gets in their head when they're like wait no one can make fun of me for this like I'm just gonna yeah I like ska huh. maybe maybe someone thinks it's ironic but who cares if it's fun it's fun to me I wonder and it's a question I, I pose sometimes part of hardcore like I'm not gonna get too deep in this and I don't even like this word but the gatekeeping thing it swings because gate hardcore is not for everyone because you can go and you see a dude scream a dude a person whoever screaming on stage. And kind of looking like manic and hopefully at their best, they look very angry and they're putting emoting. And then you see people flying across the room, like swinging their arms and being very physical. Uh, If you want to use the word violent, feel free, but being physical at the least. Some people are going to see that and automatically be repulsed and just be like, not for me, not in. We truncate some creativity there. However, that's not new. That's been hardcore self-selecting for quite a while, right? I wonder about that now, um, and we've talked about this kind of privately, is that like, <sighs> it's not fun when you see a hardcore band where the people on stage are not going for it and instead are like kind of doing a like, <laughs> look, I'm, I'm singing in a hardcore band. Isn't this ironic? Uh, or like, it seems half-hearted. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Like, it's not yeah, like, like 
Like it's just yeah. like check it out, and they're not going to go super hard because they don't want somebody to make fun of them for being uh, visceral and raw on stage. Even though that would be much better performance wise, instead it's going to be kind of like my tongue is planted in my cheek, and and like yo, by the way, long term that shit never floats. Long term that shit washes away like the fucking dirty street. It runs downhill, and nobody remembers that shit. Full stop bands write your name on that you go half-hearted you try to play like this shit's tongue-in-cheek hardcore will forget your name next week period but i do wonder in terms of like the freaks and weirdos some get pushed out and it turns out not to be for them but on the other side i wonder about that pushback of like is hardcore in a funny place where uh those people also feel it it's easier to recede and just like not not pop themselves up in front of people. Mm. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> uh, I mean, where look, did I lose you on that, Patrick? Go well, 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 well. Uh, I, I mean, uh, ask me a step. Ask me a separate question, which is, Patrick, do you care about this too much? <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, oh, Patrick, I mean, right, right. Like, I just went through four things that. Why in the world would that go through my head? But it's just when you think about a thing like this, it, it starts to go there. So I, I noted one, I think creatively we lose some creative weird freaks just by the nature of hardcore, but that's always been the way hardcore is, period. That's fine. Two, because I actually think there is a person who is in hardcore now that maybe hasn't always existed, like that like hard on your sleeve. Like, yo, youth crew, you will both note corny elements, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But you but, can't deny the, like, impassioned plea of, like, these guys. Like, like there's also, like, a lot of fervor. Yeah. And, like, some of that's built in. But, like, look, the passion of that, like, you might think they're corny. But the people who really mean it, man, they, they you know, it's pounding oh. in my heart kind of thing. No, you listen, know, that's listen, cool. Y- youth crew right. requires uh, complete non-cynicism it, it right. you have to be guileless to play youth group. and uh, incredibly and, earnest yeah and there's such a level of cynicism and a kind of disrespect for the earnestness yes that comes in things now that that is what i'm saying is that i think because you got to imagine it's fake you're like come on yeah 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 yo that makes us the cynics where we're right going, oh, and no. yo here's the thing the freaks you know what freaks do the real weirds are earnest and weird yeah. And get real into a thing. And I think we lose some people from that. And that's a shame. Right. That don't, I, really, don't think to hide it. That bothers me. The 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 weirdness and creativity. I do think about that. The people who are who are turned off by some of the literal like pillars of what hardcore is. Yeah, we lose creatives. That's fine. It, it makes me sad. They go somewhere else. And that's fine. But that's just all the that's part of what hardcore is. That's this there's the self-selection. There's the gatekeeping. Yeah. Many a people, many a weirds have walked into a hardcore show and done the the Grandpa Simpson and <laughs> grabbed their hat and turned right back out the door. That's fine. Nobody. Good luck the other well, way. I'll, I'll but know. but now the cynicism thing. I'm like, oh, I wonder if we're losing some true creativity and weirdos from that. Okay, so it's, this is a meta question. Now you ready? We're uh, full on in the dorm room. Go hardcore uh, for a long time. Lost some of the more sensitive uh, weirdos because. Uh, they would walk into a neglect show and go, oh, oh no, 
you know what I mean? I, I, you right. know, I'm, I'm, I'm not really for the spin kicks. I'm not really for the machismo. Even if it, even if I, in my read of neglect is the, a type of tragic machismo, you know what I mean? <laughs> that, that, that is kind of more interesting than, than Jim bro by a wide margin. But let's, let's say that it's just, Oh, there's a type of, uh, whatever it is you want to call it, toxic masculinity or, or machismo, whatever you want to call it in sure, this sure. room, in this room that I'm just not with turn around Homer Simpson it out or grandpa Simpson it out. And, uh, I think that that's probably changed a great deal because, uh, you know, as many people point out good and bad, everyone there's, there are criticisms. The, uh, the turnstile era has walked a lot of new people through the door who Correct. are not they're the the sensitive the sensitive weirdo who might have walked out for even TUI uh, is sure, is, sure, is, sure. is staying for turnstile and and going to other shows and becoming part of the scene and do it. so that that is a, a change now the question would be i guess uh in 2023 is that person still a weirdo or or is that uh, kind of in its own way been flattened as well. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I'd have to really think about that, but mm-hmm. uh, like who is the weirdo in 2023? You know, it is the weirdo, the, 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 the like kind of uh, very disagreeable 4chan person or is the weirdo, the uh, sensitive quasi brony. You, you, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. No, and, and Tom dropped, so we'll wait for him to get back in here too. But but I'll say this. I think for the weirdo, part of it and part of it, the weirdo that I'm looking for, like the freak and hardcore, is that creative, creativity and actual creation is part of it, right? Like I, I know quite a few personalities around and I'm not, and I think I don't, you know, I think you would also acknowledge there's quite a few uh, unique personalities about and, and weird of all different shapes and colors and different forms that that comes from. But, but I want it most in the creativity. You know what I mean? Is yeah. that fair to say? Um, because that's where it manifests something that you can feel in a more palpable way than, oh, there's, there's Big Jim. Yeah, he's weird. He can't look at you sideways. But be careful because he clearly can see behind you when he horse kicks, you know. Um, so uh, I I don't know. I think that's that's kind of where I fall is that if there's if that person exists around and they're not doing something and, and like I said, I, I think creativity can manifest in a billion different forms. But if that's not coming from that person, then I think that's just that's uh, weird on mute, if you will. I, I I think uh weird on mute by, might be my uh might be my concern right now. <laughs> yeah, well and I think so. And I, I think that's and the thing is <clears throat> weird on mute and it's like, well why? Right? And and is it Well, I mean I, I, I fear I can answer this. It's that there's uh uh you know, this is a stock answer, but uh in a more in a moment where everybody is public. Uh, it, it like, you know, because by nature you're putting yourself out on social media, et cetera. Uh, the stakes are higher for being, uh, strange. You, right. you can't, you can't recede into the shadows, uh, at all. So 
somebody who might have put their their strange self out there uh, now, uh, even more than a couple of years ago. We had social media a couple of years ago, but you know, maybe post like the the social media cancellation trend or whatever. The, there is an instinct to not share oneself, uh, or at least not the real self. You know, what I mean, not the strange self because right. the the mute the mute the uh, turn the volume down on it. Yeah, turn the volume down because uh, the stakes are too high. You know, I, I think I told you this. I, I, uh, I, a friend of mine from high school is now a cybersecurity expert, national security advisor. And he was saying, uh, I, I hadn't heard it put like this, but it's just simple and it makes sense. He goes, the upside for being a public f- figure is nominal and the downside yes. is, is infinite. So there, you, what you're going to see is the most creative people mm. not entering – the public sphere at all. Uh, yeah. And, and that I don't, I mean, maybe that's good. Maybe that's bad. But I think that if the only people that we're exposed to, the only people that we see in media are wholly devoid of creativity, <laughs> it's not, it's not going to be good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, and, but, and to me, to me and Tom, I want you in on this because yeah. you are always Tom, you are a great beacon of this. You, you champion, uh, hardcore as a, a an art form essentially and like what it how much creativity it brings not just to to hardcore but then how it emanates out and you end up seeing more right right more creativity through a lot of things um i, I don't want to take away from people who are creating now like i actually think like, we, we did the episode last week on like bands now I, we could have gone on I, I feel like there's 10 15 bands we could list in that space and we didn't many of which we talk about, but you know, we'll, we'll do that. We'll get there. Um, but if anything, I'd hope the lesson from turnstile is that you can, without compromising your creativity, reach a pretty significant level of success. Cause I think if you actually follow that stuff, like those dudes are being weird, they're emoting, they're doing their thing and doing it at a high level. And like they come off as very cool. I think they come off as cool just about universally. Mm. Yeah. That is because they have just, they are doing their unfiltered selves in a pretty real way. Those are some weird dudes. Uh, I've only, I only know one or two really, but they're, they're just doing their thing. And I would hope that would be an inspiration to people to, to follow that in a path as opposed to try to be effortlessly cool or, have a cynicism that is kind of disregarding a level of creativity. So I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, let's be realistic. Every fucking turnstile show ends with the, the crowd and the band singing. Thank you for letting me be myself. But Tom, the, the, the argument would be here, Stephen, I, the, the, the argument would be that, next. In, that in a moment where that is the zeitgeist that, it becomes its own type of uh, its it, 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 its own type of uh, uh, platitude. Its own type of not. It, it doesn't hit as hard. Right. It's the it's the New Yorker cartoon where it's a line of people all wearing the same shirt lining up to buy the "Thank you for letting me buy, be myself" shirt. Right. right. So like, it, it's uh, a right, and right. everybody. This is not a knock at Turnstile nor their fans. It, it, it's uh, it, it's just to say that. Uh, if everybody is weird in the same way, uh, who's weird? 
You're not weird. Yeah, yeah right. So, so, right. so like, it, it's a... Uh, yeah, 100 weirdos in the same room. Nobody's weird. So, <laughs> yes, correct. So, uh, I don't know. I, uh, I guess a, a bigger question we can a- address at a, at a different time. Um, everybody. Uh, are the members of Turnstile Weird next on Extra <laughs> yeah. Everybody, uh, go do your weird. Uh, listen to that Poison Ruin LP. I'm very curious about it. Uh, listen to Silent Majority. R.I.P. Rich. <laughs>